Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Chuck is coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can take us on the go. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Of course, you can watch all the Caps games on the Monumental Sports Network. Fun one last night. We've got their head coach, Spencer Carberry, joining us right now. He's brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing you. Visit CFAOrtho.com. Good morning, Coach. Do you sleep better after a game like that? Uh... No, not really, but but definitely better spirits uh, when you wake up and when when you're uh, putting your head on the pillow. Is it easy for you to go to sleep at night, or do you take like melatonin to kind of knock you knock you out? Yeah, what's your ritual if if there is one? Um, I can usually fall asleep pretty well, and then um, and then after a few hours, I'll I'll start. And turning, and the and the mind starts racing, and that's when I'm up and I'm I'm ready to roll. So we were talking about this on the show yesterday before the game, coach. Yesterday's win was basically a four point swing in the wild card playoff chase with you you guys taking care of the Devils on home ice last night. Is that something that you and the coaching staff like when you're game planning, or is that something that gets brought up? Like, hey, these these games are huge, especially with the the teams that are ahead of us right now currently in the wild card standings, teams like the Devils, teams like the Lightning, who's your next opponent? Yeah, it, it, um, we, we hardly even have to touch on it. We, we might mention it one time, but our, our guys know anytime we're up against a Metro opponent, no New Jersey, and this time of year, everybody has a pretty good grasp on what needs to be done, where things are at, who you're up against. And especially with our circumstances, because it is such a, um, you know, we got we got an uphill climb, right? And so guys know the significance of each and every game, and then only, and even more so when when you're playing a team that that's sitting in front of you um, in those standings. Coach Carber, I heard you talking before the game about the importance of starting the game hot. Is that something you can tell? how your team is going to start and tell us how important it is for this Capitals team to get off to good starts. Yeah, I, we, we actually had um, talked about it as a staff. We feel like our starts on the road of late had been um, pretty solid. Like we, we um, I'm trying to think in Boston, it was really good in Montreal. It was a good start. We had to lead the whole game. But we had felt like sort of our starts at home 
Um, Montreal game coming out of the break, we're down 3 nothing right away. Colorado, we're down 2 nothing right away. The, the Vancouver game was okay, sandwiched in between that. But we just felt like at home, especially as the crowd still sort of settling in, we felt like we could do a better job of trying to grab um, – and sort of create our own energy early in the game and put a team back on their heels um, and get back to that on home ice to sort of dictate and, and set the tone for how that game's going to go. And so we, we pointed that out yesterday. If we needed a really good start, and I mean, you couldn't have drawn it up any better with scoring on that first shift. Um, and it was a great play, great um, all the way around. There's a couple different uh, – small little plays before Mikey gets that goal that we're just spot on exactly what we're looking for offensively. And so that was exactly sort of to get us rolling and grab some confidence. And it, it sort of wavered from there, but that's the way that we wanted to start to try to get some energy in the building. So coach carbs, you're a Canadian hockey coach. So I'm going to assume that you've had some sort of exposure to letter Kenny. For those that don't know, it's a great Canadian comedy. Check it out on Hulu for the uninitiated, but to steal a line from the hockey player duo of Riley and Jonesy, Dirty Dangles boys on McMichael's second goal. I mean, that thing was amazing. That was just amazing to watch. I mean, did you guys come up off the bench as that happened and saw the replay of that one? That was a thing of beauty. Yeah, that, that's that got to be up there. Um, I'm going to say with one top three. I'm trying to remember and go back through, but of our goals this year of of how pretty that was, um, the, the dangle, and then and then the, to finish it, sort of dangling the goalie too. Because I mean, if he if he goes in there and shoots it and beats the goalie, like it's a great goal. But for him to go in and 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 recognize that the goalie was a little bit aggressive there and and out of his crease, and Mikey goes shot fake, goes around him, and it just goes over the line like that was sort of the cherry on top for that uh, play that dangle and then get around the goalie and, and stuff it in on the goal line was a beautiful, beautiful goal from Mikey. So with his two goals, uh, Mikey sets a new single season career high in goals with 10 and points with 20. Do you just sense that confidence in him growing as a young player as, as he progresses in his career? For sure. And, and he, he could have had that third yet. He had a one timer in the slot, like late in the third, um, that he just missed the net on, but, but um, he is, he, he's, I think as he's maturing and as he's getting more games under his belt and feeling more and more comfortable and, and the confidence is building with opportunity, right? He plays it a lot for us in every situation. And, and I think that it'll only grow his confidence and, you know, um, from a scoring and production standpoint, I, I think you're just going to see that continue to, to grow for him as he gets more comfortable. And like you said, a little bit more confidence when he gets in these spots where he, he, he feels uh, like he did in junior and like he did in the American league where I'm going to, I'm going to make the right play here. And this is going in the back of the net. So coach uh, Stromer scores again. He's got 21, um, had a couple of dimes. He's got uh, two goals and six uh, assists in the eight games in February. So he's playing really well, man. He's, and every time we talk to him and he's just, just a very confident kid. Love talking to him. But, um, you know, it's, it's just very interesting to see how, how well he's kind of fit in your system. Yeah, and I, and I will say this, and, and I, um, I pointed this out after the game. Like, Stromer, I, I give him a lot of credit because the first two periods, their line 
um, it, it was not going well. Mm. Like they had some situations, their their, their puck touches, they were they were um, just turning and transitioning. And we had talked about that before the game is we got to be careful in their transition. And it was just constantly their line would have the puck. Next thing you know, turnover coming back the other way. So sort of challenged them. Um, because I knew like New Jersey had some momentum going into that third period. They had us on our, on, on our heels a little bit in the second half of the second period, and we're hanging on 2-1. And I just felt like if, if we just try to, quote-unquote, hang on and, and play prevent defense, like this isn't going to end well. And so where it ties into Stromer is I give him O and O. Knight wasn't going well for two periods, and they flipped the script there in the third period. And were phenomenal for us when, when we needed it the most. And um, that's what you need your best players, your leaders to do in those situations when when you need a big play or you need 20 minutes of, of quality play to, to win a, a big divisional game. Um, they delivered in a big way. So I give those guys a lot of credit, especially Stromer there with the, um, you know, the setups and, and that goal. It was a great goal, uh, the third goal that we get. Talk to Spencer Carberry. Head coach of the Washington Capitals get the six to two win last night. All right, we got to talk about Ovi because we've talked about him throughout the season. This is the heater that you have been waiting for, that all the fans have been waiting for. Eight goals in eight games. What have you seen different from him? Uh, I, I I think post break, there's just been a little bit more. Um, maybe I've used the term jump in his step. I feel like even last night, there's a little bit of a little bit more physicality. There's a little bit more um, details inside of his game. Feels like he's handling the puck a little bit cleaner and he's getting to harder areas. Like he gets to the net front on the power play goal last night. Um, Pucks are jumping off his stick. I just feel like, you know, whether it's the break or whether it's a couple go in and now he feels a little bit more confident and those are sticking out more to to the eye. Um, you can you can just feel that going into games, like he feels really good and you're like, okay, you, you can see in his touches that um, he's a real confident player and he expects to score every, every time he gets out there. Coach Chucky was standing tall in net last night. What a performance from him. Gets his 11th win, turns away 37 shots. He's got one year left on a three-year, $3.3 million deal. I mean, that dude is going to get a raise soon from the Caps or another team. He's going to have a fatter paycheck uh, in his not immediate future. He has one year left on the deal, but what a performance by him and what what a really good signing by McClellan to have him uh, as part of the roster. Yeah, I thought um, he, he was huge for us last night, and especially in that stretch where, um, you know, we're protecting that 2-1 lead. And even when it was 1-1, there was a couple of big saves. And that's what you need. You're, you're, you're going to lose momentum against good teams. It's going to happen. And so you're winning 2-1 in a game. That game can go to 2-2, and now it's a different story. It's It's – you know, could go either way, but for him to make a couple huge saves, the penalty kill um, in the second period to keep us up ahead, it was just giving us a little bit more time to find, okay, let us go regroup in the intermission, and then we come out and um, we get to our game. So I I couldn't agree more. I thought he was excellent last night and and made some critical saves, which is what what you need 
um, in those moments and in those tight games that we're going to be playing down the stretch. So let's rewind a bit. TJ Oshie hits the 300 career goal milestone in the win over Montreal. What a career for that guy. I mean, he's not done yet, obviously, but also closing in on 700 career points. And beside the numbers, you're not going to find a better teammate than TJ Oshie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and closing in on a thousand games, which is an, um, phenomenal accomplishment in the national hockey league. And, and, uh, when you go down the list of players that have played a thousand games, it's a pretty impressive list. And, and you have to have demonstrated, um, a consistency inside of your play and your compete and your work ethic. And I think that's what sticks out for me, the skill, the hands, like he, he made an unbelievable, that entry on the, on the power play goal, um, that's sort of his skill on display of, of how poised in his hands. And that's been, um, you know, you, you see it in the shootouts and all that. And he has that unique talent. But what I appreciate the most at, at his age and where he's at in his, his career is it, just the competitiveness and how hard he plays every single shift. And you, you for, to do that, for so long and laid on the line, man, I, I have so much respect for what he's done over the years. And it's, um, it, it, it's nice to see him hit these milestones, like 300 goals. Like th- these, these are big, big time things. When you look back and you reflect in your career and what you've accomplished in the best league in the world. And um, just proud to be, to be able to be around him and see it firsthand. Um, Coach and Osh. All right, so talk about uh, real quick the uh, the upcoming two game stretch: the Florida Swing, Tampa, and Florida. Florida's won six straight. They have the best record in the Eastern Conference right now. But talk about these two uh, these next two games on the road. Yeah, two real challenging games down south. Uh, we we just saw Florida, so we know what to expect there in in that game, and we know how well they're playing and their roster makeup of uh, the difficulties there, but. Um, Tampa as well like everybody knows about the lightning and and um what they've done over the last few years and and how well they're playing with with Kucherov leading I I think he's leading the league in scoring still and Vasilevsky and all those guys Stamkos and Point and Hedman um so we'll have our hands full and we we know that we're just going sort of cliche but one at a time here and, and trying to um, continue to fight and keep ourselves in the mix here. And, and um, you know, we'll prepare and get ready for the Lightning for uh, Thursday night in a difficult environment to play down there. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, do you, as the head coach, peek at the standings daily like we do? We're looking at it. You know, we want you guys to get in the playoffs, make a run, compete for a championship. And so we'll look at the wild card. We'll look at where you are in the division. Do you do that as a coach, or are you strictly focused on Next opponent, next opponent after um, that. I, I will be honest with you. Some of our coaches do. And, like, I, I'm just not a big standings guy. I, I know um, I'll look every once in a while to say, okay, you know, like we're, we're four over 500. Like, that's usually my – the thing I look at is getting over 500. Like, got to get 10 games over 500. You know, like keeping the work to get – I think we're whatever we are, four or five. Like, we – piling wins or stacking wins to get above 500 is kind of what I look at. And, um, but I don't, to answer your question, I don't look at the standings a lot. Now, as it gets closer down the stretch, obviously you have to look periodically and make sure we know exactly where we stand and what we need to accomplish. Let me just say this, and hopefully it doesn't get to this point. 
Don't have a press conference where somebody asks you about being eliminated from the playoffs and admit that you weren't aware because that happened to the head coach of the football team and it wasn't a good look. That won't happen. I promise you that. Yeah, I think you're sharper than that. Yeah, you're good. All right, Coach Carberry. Continued success. Keep it rolling. Okay, thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. The hard part about the above 500 comment is, so how many teams are in the NHL? 30? I believe it's 30. I think, so. I think that's correct. I think there's... Aren't like 25 of them have records above 500? It's not like half and half because they have those, you know, the, the the wacky rules. Like you look at the Eastern Conference and how many teams. I think there's 32 because aren't there eight I think you're right. Division? I think there's 32. Yeah, I think there's eight in each division. I think there are only one, two, three, four teams in the Eastern Conference that are below 500. Yeah. So it's not one of those deals where half of the teams are above 500 and half of them are under 500. Most teams are above 500. Well, the way I look at it. Because the, you have the overtime, overtime. loss. Yeah. The caps are, the caps are the under 500 if you consider the overtime losses. Now, they're getting points in the overtime yeah. losses. But they're under 500. If you include the yeah, overtime loss. That's not the way loss. I look at it. I'm very pro-capitals. I'm very pro-capitals bent over here. You know this. You're well aware. You got your green lid on today. <laughs> it's almost St. Patty's Day, JP. We're close. I mean, kind of close. The OTL, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like mid March, right? The OT, yeah. The OTL has an L in that column for a reason. It's not an OTW case. Correct. So it I should, think it should read OTP overtime point instead of over. Right, well, the, it the, does the, it. The it L it. connotation is just very. It's very <laughs> negative. All right, got to take a break. Phone number is 800-636-1067 if you want to chime in. Coming up next, we're going to tackle some comments from Rick Spielman. Remember, Rick Spielman was the ex-GM of the Vikings that was part of the search committee for the new commander's head coach and GM. He has some interesting comments on the quarterbacks available. We'll get into that next. On the junkies. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106. Seven the fan and the team 980 in the DMV. You know, the NFL is brilliant. The season's over. Mm-hmm. But immediately the clock gets to, well, who's going to be slapped with the franchise tag? Right. Who's going to be available in free agency? And then free agency is going to hit. And then, boom, you're going to be into the draft. Well, don't forget the combine. The combine's yeah, the combine's in the mix, too. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Combine's end of February. Yeah. And so with the Washington Commanders, obviously, the offseason, it's longer because they're never in the playoffs. <laughs> and this offseason has been about getting a new GM and then getting a new head coach. But now... You're going to start looking at the draft almost every day with news. 
and free agency coming up here in a month. Uh, somebody who was part of the coaching and GM search was Rick Spielman, known mostly for being the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. He's moved on. Now he does a podcast like everybody in the world does mm-hmm. uh, with Ryan Wilson on um, – on the draft, mm. and he was on another podcast with Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus, and he had some interesting comments about the quarterback class. Let's start with Spielman's take on Caleb Williams. Again, we are searching for clues. We said this yesterday. The commanders have the number two pick. Yeah. Mm. They really haven't hinted at who they like in the quarterback's class other than we're putting putting it together that, hey, they brought in offensive coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. He coached Caleb Williams. Even before we hear this, I, we know that Spielman loves Caleb Williams. We knew that before this this latest podcast appearance. Right. He's in the tank for but this. It doesn't, so we're mean, trying doesn't to... mean he doesn't love the other quarterbacks, too. Right. But let's listen to so what he, he says. He might love Caleb a little bit more. Yeah. Let's listen to what he says about Caleb now. He's not part of the decision-making anymore. I believe his job is done with the commanders. He may be consulted at some point, I think his, but his I don't voice, think he's actively being paid by the commanders now. Like be, his job, I would guess that the that inner circle would still listen to his, his input. They mm-hmm. might, but he's not in the building. He's not the guy making the final call. And I obviously. heard him on the podcast that he does with Ryan Wilson, who yeah. does um, the mock drafts every mm-hmm. week yep. for CBS Sports. And he basically said... My job is done there. Okay. Yeah. But he does probably have a voice in somebody that can be, you know, an, an unofficial advisor, I guess. Maybe well, a consultant. They pro- he probably definitely had conversations with Peters in the interview and hiring process about what he wanted to do at quarterback. And that too. I would think so. And I'm I would sure think, he shared I would his thoughts with him. So. Right. All right. Here's Rick Spielman talking about Caleb Williams. I saw an interview with you. Where you were, you you love Caleb Williams? Is that is that the case? Yeah, I do. I think he ha- he is a special talent. Uh, watching him, I understand some of his flaws, but the guy is extremely athletic. I, he makes incredible throws, especially uh, off platform. He has tremendous arm talent. I think he tries to do too much at times, like a lot of these guys. Uh, force it in the situations where it probably shouldn't have thrown the ball. I think that's all correctable with coaching. Everybody goes back, well, did you watch the Notre Dame game? Well, I watched the first half of the Notre Dame game, and he wasn't very good, made poor decisions. But also what really stuck out to me is when he came out the second half, he actually played really well in the second half. So that told me, hey, okay, I had a crap first half. But it didn't linger into the second half. He regrouped himself, regathered, and came out. They didn't win the game, uh, but they but he played much better in the second half. So he can overcome adversity. The rest will be, you know, once you get through all this pre-draft process. But I think from a talent standpoint, athletically, from a natural gifted playmaker, uh, I, I think that he is one of the best I've seen coming out of college. Problem is you don't have the number one pick, and the Bears might think the same exact way. Right, right. I mean, they may they may covet him and and realize that look, we're not going to move off this pick. We've been looking looking for our franchise signal caller for 
decades, and this is the guy. Now, did the host of the podcast follow up with Spielman and ask about Drake May and Daniels? Yes, we're going to get into his comments on QB2. That's what I want to hear. So, as Cake said, look, going in, it's kind of known Spielman loves Caleb Williams. His Mm -hmm. podcast is called With the First Pick. Mm -hmm. So, they focus on the draft. Right. And his comments have gone public. As Drab mentioned, though, He's the guy who's meeting with all these potential GMs. It ends up being Adam Peters. They had to have talked about the quarterback. Of course. I don't know if he's the number one topic going to be <clears throat> leaned on in the coming weeks by the organization. My guess is not really because Adam Peters brought in an assistant GM yep. from Detroit. Mm-hmm. He's got his staff in place. They get they still have the Martys. Yep, retained Martin Mayhew. Gave I mean, him a different position. They got a lot of people on that staff. There are going to be a lot of people in the war room as they make the pick. Um, but it is interesting to hear from Spielman because he does have a connection and was part of the hiring process. Here's what he says about QB2 in the upcoming draft. Where do you stand on the the, the second best quarterback in the league, in the, uh, in the draft? Yeah, I like Drake May a lot. Uh, I had the ability and uh, to watch him play live down in Miami last year. And um, his size, I think he is very athletic. I think he has arm talent. I think he's another one. He did not have the same talent around him this year. He made some poor decisions, turning the ball over or forcing the ball where it probably could have kept it. Uh, And then Jaden Daniels is an incredible story coming from where he started at, at uh, ASU, uh, Arizona State, where he was still developing, you can say, God, this guy will never be a first-round pick, to when he transferred into LSU and the strides he made from last year to this year and uh, how much better he has improved. So I think all three of these uh, are going to be very successful quarterbacks in the league. I think there's a drop-off into that next tier, and it'll be interesting to see how many – actually do go in the first round. And, Steve, if I can ask you a question respectfully, um, I think there how many, there's two parts to this question. How many quarterbacks do you think are actually first-round talent and then the second round? Oh, good. Like, because it's just you and I, you have to be able to ask me questions. Sorry, the, the clip was just skipping there. That's okay. But, but basically you said that there's a top three and then there's a, a gap. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll get to the, to the next here because – there are these scenarios where teams will want to move up to the number two pick and the commanders, if they like a Bo Nix, a J.J. McCarthy, a Penix, would trade down. I don't think anybody in this room really favors that move. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting hearing the opinions on Drake May and Jaden Daniels. And every day I see something different. Somebody raving about Drake May. Somebody raving about uh, Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Yep. So... It's going to be a defining pick for Adam Peters because whoever they pick, you're going to pay attention to the guy that they didn't pick. Correct. It's a little bit like this year, C.J. Stroud became Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year, but mm-hmm. very early in the year, C.J. Stroud was good right off the bat, but so was Anthony Richardson. Like, Anthony Richardson was impressing. Oh, he was a yeah. monster until he got hurt. Right. Yeah. When he when he got an opportunity, he was making plays. He was he was making strides as a rookie. Well, he could because he's physical and he can run. Yeah. Hear me he, out. He adds that dimension. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. This is, now, again, is based, on, based on what I am reading. The comps for Drake May most often are Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. 
And then for Jaden Daniels, the comps are RG3, Lamar Jackson. Okay. What if it's my, uh, it's a personal preference. I'm going to take the two guys from this year. What if, based on like what Spielman was saying, Drake May is more like in the Anthony Richardson mold in mm-hmm. that he's got the prototypical, he's got the size. Mm-hmm. Like almost a lot of things they're saying about Drake May is, well, he's got the size. He's got the arm. He's, it's almost like potential that they want to mold. And then what if Jaden Daniels is more like, C.J. Stroud, where he's polished, he's proven it in the SEC. He had 40 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Like he's got the tape. Like the results are already there for Jane Daniels. Drake May didn't have the results. He kind of had a down year, but he's more like the clay that you have to mold and the potential a la Anthony Richardson. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I get the Anthony Richardson comp for Drake May because well, just the I, Anthony Richardson was drafted really because of size. He didn't have like the college production. No, no, no. But he was drafted yeah, because of the size and the gifts, uh, the athleticism. Yeah, yeah, he he popped at the combine. <laughs> right. Teams are well, like, "Wow, this this guy is is zooming up the draft board." Well, draft may. I mean, Drake may. <clears throat> I feel like it's similar. Like most of these guys, yeah, they like what he did in college to some extent, but they really love his size and his arm. But the difference there to me is that if Anthony Richardson plays in fifteen or sixteen games and stays healthy, he's going to rush for a thousand yards. Right. I don't see that same. Sort of ceiling for Drake. I'm not yeah, saying that they're right. the same type of quarterback. I'm saying it almost sounds like Drake May is more a potential pick based on his raw physical skills, mm-hmm. his stature, his arm, versus somebody who's polished. And Jaden Daniels. I'll take the polished guy all day long. So I you're going to go Jaden over Drake? I would take a more finished product. Yes. But I'll, you wouldn't have said that if. If he was still playing at Arizona State, because he wasn't polished at Arizona no, State. No, but he he certainly looked that way. Yeah, I mean, he won the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, he put up great numbers. He developed. He got better. He improved. But I'm not going to necessarily call him polished just because he had one really good year. I'm, I'm not going to okay. go there just yet. And he's not as physical as May. Right. Well, if not polished, <clears throat> to use another P word, production. He, had, he, he, had he definitely production. had way better production yeah. this past year. Well, he had a bunch better May. team. I mean, he had two NFL receivers. Right. I mean, he's got NFL guys all over that roster. And the other thing about Drake May is he didn't play a very tough schedule. The ACC was not a tough schedule. I mean, Clemson obviously was down. They lost to Clemson. He lost to NC State. You know, they're playing teams like Georgia Tech and Pitt and Syracuse. I mean, he didn't play a really tough schedule. And obviously, in the SEC, you're playing better teams. So you could also say that for Daniels. He was putting up better numbers against better teams. Again, it's just maybe the way I see it is if if they go with Drake May. But you're right, because whoever they draft – you're always going to you're going to hope that that guy's yeah. the guy but you're also going to look at the guy who they didn't pick yeah, and see could, what kind if, of numbers if, he's put If they about. go Drake May at number 2 yeah it tells me all right they like him but it's more on potential than the production mm-hmm. cuz if you're just going to production and the tape as a lot of these analysts say just watch the tape then you're going to go with Jaden Daniels I mean, the guy had 40 Based touchdowns <clears throat> with four interceptions and ran for a ton he ran for I think another 10 touchdowns yeah had a well, great year, and they coached them up. Props to Brian Kelly and that staff. Uh, but you got to look at – I think you have to look – just like you'll look at every pass that Drake May threw two years ago, you got to look at every throw Daniels made too. So, All right, coming up next, interesting comments from Rick Spiegel on another quarterback he likes, and you'll get his take on why the commanders went with Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you about Crop Metquet. Met- Crop Metcalf. The weather this time of year can be as unpredictable as ever. 
So be ready no matter the temperature with a $99 heating and cooling check from the five-star experts at Crop Metcalf. That's right. For just $99, a Crop Metcalf five-star technician will check both your home's heating and cooling system and assure peace of mind no matter what the weather brings tomorrow. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician and proud partner of your Washington National. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're talking about uh, Rick Spielman and these comments he made on this podcast with uh, Steve Palazzo from Pro Football Focus. And, all right, a lot of focus is on Drake May and Caleb Williams. But the question is, what if they like somebody beyond those guys? Mm -hmm. Here's what he says about the next tier of quarterbacks. I'm not as big a Bo Nix fan as you are, apparently. I don't don't love him. You have him as your fourth quarterback. He's not the fourth quarterback in his draft. Who's who's fourth? J.J. McCarthy. Maybe, maybe it's the size on JJ, but it's it's hard for me to project what I haven't seen. I know that's the job, but it's hard it's hard to project and see high volume system. Only thing I would say is where you've seen it, uh, and he, you know, even though they lost the game, is when they played TCU in a semifinal game two years ago, and yeah. he had to, it got into a shootout, and you've seen all the throws and everything he is capable of doing. Now I understand. He's athletic, and people want to maybe label him a game manager because of what Michigan asked him to do this year uh, in the system that he ran. But that was a glimpse of if you let him go, uh, I thought he played excellent in that TCU game and just threw the ball all over the yard. Now, does he need time to develop? Uh, Is he more than a game manager? Maybe your point, I don't know that. Because uh, you didn't see that this year. I know the one game that I couldn't believe the poor decisions he made was against Bowling Green. I think he threw three interceptions that game. And I was watching the tape and I said, boy, this is unfalcon believable. Get it? Bowling Green Falcons. <laughs> Rick Spielman's a but bit he, of a dork. But he still <laughs> thinks there, but he's, he does still think that there's a bit of a gap between the top three and yes. the McCarthy's and the Bowling He knows Nixes. there's a drop off. Yeah. The counter I've heard from his head coach, who says he's the best, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And then there was one scout who likens him to Joe Burrow, J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Uh, have to if you can trade down and still snag uh, Joe Burrow, that might be a great move. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. You can weigh in. We're going to be talking about this quarterback position 
and who they should draft all the way up until the draft. Let's go to line one. Marshall's in North Carolina. Marshall, you're on with the junkies. What's going on? What's up? What's going what's going on, guys? First time, long time. Thank you, Marshall. Right. You gotta invite Jason over next time when he goes to North huh? Carolina. Never what's mind. Up? Nothing. Go ahead. What's your question? Basically, J.J. McCarthy over them all. Trade down. All right. If you look at the stats, he's only thrown 11 interceptions in three years. Jaden Daniels threw 10 when he was at ASU. That was what? I don't know what, three, four years ago, whatever it was. He's had over three first-round pick wide receivers that he was playing with. And he just reminds me of RG three, one hundred percent. Do you penalize a guy? Do you penalize a guy because he's playing with first round picks? I mean, wasn't Joe Burrow throwing to Justin Jefferson yeah. and, Jamar and Jamar Chase? Yeah, Correct. Pretty, and he's turned Correct, into a pretty good quarterback. Correct, but he was also what a five star recruit going to Ohio State. All right, you're you're also discounting the fact that Daniels had fifty seven touchdown passes at LSU against. Uh, seven interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio. Okay, that's one year. One Those year, two though. Years. No, no, he was there, too. Those are two years. Oh, sorry, for, sorry, both of his was, was from one year. Yeah, but last year he won the highest. But if correct. you look at the consistency of J.J. McCarthy, he is a winner. He, he has a, a great team. He is a winner, but he had the best team. He wasn't good. Did you watch the national championship game? What impressed you about J.J. Yeah, McCarthy? Did he only have 10 completions in that game? He wasn't very good in that. And it's Why not like, and it's not like Washington has a great pass ball. defense. They ran the ball. What was it? Blake Warham over a hundred some yards. The other, uh, well, I know, but they had some. Yards. No, no, no. They had some third down conversions that they were trying to make to keep possessions alive, and he wasn't making completions. He, and what, he was not. What else I'm also saying is he even. Uh, I'm talking about with uh, Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. He turned Kaepernick into a decent quarterback in the NFL. Well, Harbaugh's not going to have McCarthy in the NFL. No, he's not going to have Justin Herbert. He's going to have Justin Herbert. He could. No, he's not. He's not going to have Justin. He's got one already. Uh, So you want JJ? So you want the Commanders to trade down and select JJ? You truly believe McCarthy's the best quarterback in the draft? I mean, you never know. He could prove out to be, but none of these experts believe he is. No, other than the one guy who said he's Joe Burrow, and then his head coach, his former head coach. And Coach Harbaugh. All right, let's go back to the phones. Go to line two. Dustin is in Annapolis. He wants to weigh in on Jaden Daniels. Hey, Dustin. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's up? I, I just think that uh, Drake May is looking a little Sam Howish hmm. right now. Like, the same program, you know, same kind of guys, except for one's a little taller. A little taller. He's like five and a half inches taller. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Okay. But he still played for North Carolina. Yep. ACC. So I'm not too big on that. My second pick. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't start over Dwayne Haskins. And some, somebody that's used turning those kind of guys into amazing quarterbacks. So I would go more program oriented and kind of follow in a program more than you know, the player, because those players are very unpredictable. Yeah, it and doesn't necessarily I, work out that way, though, in college football, well, because if, if it was all program-oriented, you would think that the NFL would be littered with these great Alabama quarterbacks. And there are a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, Tua is a good quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. 
Mac Jones has proven to be a bust. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts, Bama guy. Not all, not all the best quarterbacks are from Georgia. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it's it's spread out more in the NFL. And I think you you just can't look at where they went to college necessarily every time because you know they're gonna the scouts are gonna look at every throw yeah. against every team. I'm not gonna ding Drake May just because he went to Carolina <clears throat> because Sam Howell also went to Carolina. To me that yeah that makes no impact on how you're scouting Drake May if you're considering drafting him. I couldn't care less that Sam Howell also went to Carolina. Do you favor like, right I mean, now? I mean, Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Right. Do you Doesn't favor matter. right now one of one of the two guys, Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I, he likes always, the he I'm, likes the the runner. I always yeah. like the running upside, yeah. so I'm going to favor Daniels at this point. The, the his slight frame worries me a little bit. Yeah, but I May if, can if run I, a little bit now. He can for but, his size. He can but run. not like Daniels. No, of course not. He's not a, the athlete that Daniels is. Drake May's highlight film. Now, almost everybody's highlight film. It's phenomenal if you watch it. I, I retweeted um, something yesterday at Junks Radio. I'm going to try and pull it up right now. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the analyst. I mean, there's a million of these guys that are scouts out there, right? Mm-hmm. His name's uh, James Foster. His Twitter bio says, film analyst covering the NFL and NFL draft. I mean, he he's said, nerd in the basement. Could be, film. <laughs> could be. I don't know his background beyond that. He said, I'm honestly floored that the NFL isn't more impressed by this. The idea that Drake may had a disappointing season is wild. And then it's five and a half minutes of throw after throw after throw and runs and athleticism, him moving out of the pocket. It is uber impressive, but he doesn't have the but, production that Jane Daniels has. And then but again, it's the a only knock against Jane Daniels. Film, yeah. I've seen somebody liken him to Wally Coyote is that on his scrambles. He gets popped sometimes. Yeah, he takes big, thunderous yeah. hits from time to time. Now, he got through. He found a way to navigate through the SEC in an mm-hmm. entire season. Now, he's so small when you look at him in terms of his – he's he's very thin. Yeah. I mean, he's tall. Um, and he's got an arm, but he's very thin. So you kind of worry about that when he's taking shots from NFL linebackers and, and defensive backs. Uh, that's why I, I, I kind of prefer the size that uh, Drake May has. But doesn't mean Drake May is going to be the best quarterback. Don't know. Caleb Williams isn't that big. He's got big lower half, but he's six one. Can you Daniel know? slide <laughs> unlike RG3? RG3 had just a hard, hard time sliding when he was here in Washington. He wasn't good at it. He wasn't good. Like, hopefully Jaden Daniels has that. Daniel Jeremiah his did a uh, his mock draft 2.0, and he's got, he's got Drake May going to Washington. He's got Daniel slip into six for the Giants. So he doesn't even have the Patriots taking him. Wow. That's kind doesn't of he have the Patriots taking uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Correct. Now, well, they I do think, need help in their wideout. Now, unless they were going to go out and make a trade for Justin Fields or something right. like that. <clears throat> but I, I can't imagine they're not going to look at quarterback in the draft. I'd be very surprised by that. Well, one of the biggest dominoes is <coughs> where does Kirk Cousins end up? Correct. And also so, Justin Fields. Where does Justin right. Fields get traded to? Yep. So, Some big ones. You would assume New England, Atlanta, a couple other teams are in play for both of those guys. Yeah, I would agree. Why wouldn't a team like Pittsburgh also be in play for Kirk Cousins? If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm sorry. I'm going to get off the Kenny Pickett slash Mason Rudolph slash fill in a weird veteran that's out from, on the market. From what I read, they were split uh, in the you know, the executive offices up there yeah. in Pittsburgh and kind of, in, I guess, in the coaching staff that on Kenny Pickett, some really like him and some don't. Okay. So I, I, that's another team I think really needs to go out. And I've seen they're in on fields. 
Okay. <laughs> the rumors yeah. are that they I, like Fields, I think so that they're would probably be, exploring that would be an upgrade that over Kenny Pickett and the mess they were trotting out this season. Well, look, if the Bears are tra- are going to take Caleb Williams, which we all would probably bet on, right? Yeah. yeah. At this point, yeah. They're going to trade Fields. Yes. So Fields will be dealt to a quarterback desperate team. New England's clearly one of them. This I do know. This won't be the last time we talk about this no, topic. We're going to talk about this 100 times between now and the draft. 800 636 1067 is the number you want to chime in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We're the junkies on the fan. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.